I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Hey, Money Movers, I'm Tanya Sam, and welcome to another episode of Ask Me Anything with Sirenese Pierce. Sirenese is a financial educator and the creator of High Five Banking Method, as well as the host of Ask Me Anything About Money with Greenwood Studios. Money Movers, let's welcome the queen of answering financial questions, Sirenese Pierce, to the podcast. Hi, Sirenese. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Excited. Thank you for coming on the show. It's always lovely to have you back and to have more people from the Greenwood family come on the show and help make our money move. So Sirenese, in this segment of Ask Me Anything, we are going to focus on money management for the self-employed. The gig economy has taken off. People are bringing in multiple streams of income from multiple types of jobs, whether it's their main profession or side hustles on the side. And we want to make sure that they are armed with all of the educational tools and tips to help them make their money move. So I'm excited about this and I'm excited about this conversation. 
All right, Tyronese, let's kick it off with my first question. A lot of Gen Zs and millennials have entered the gig economy, and many have even started businesses during the pandemic. What's your biggest financial tip when it comes to helping them manage these multiple streams of income and their finances? This is a great question. And one of the main things that I want to share with a lot of people who are entering gig economies, self-employment or entrepreneurship, however you want to call it, is to start viewing yourself as a business because you are the business and you have to start managing your finances accordingly. This means separating your personal finances from your business finances. You do not want to commingle those two, especially when it comes to tax time. And what a lot of people don't realize is that when you're self-employed, you actually owe quarterly taxes. It's not the same as if you were working a nine to five. Things are changing. So you have to modify your financial goals and how you manage your finances. Another tip that I really think is important to share is that you want to be clear on how much you actually have to make and what your minimum cost of a living is. For a lot of people, they feel like they have to make a ridiculous amount of money and that's just their goal that they want to get to. That's great. But don't overwhelm yourself if you only have to bring in let's say $3,000 or $4,000 to pay all of your bills. When you're first starting out, give yourself that grace so you can reduce your stress and really focus on moving your business forward. Oh, that's great. Okay. So you're talking about separating our business finances from our private finances. Okay. So let's say for example, I'm a hairdresser, um, but I'm in school and I'm becoming a nurse. So there's sort of two streams of income there. How do I know which pot to put where? Like I'm hairdressing on the side. I do my homegirl's hair. She pays me in cash. Like how do I separate those? Well, if you're going to be using, you know, your side hustle as just like an under the table thing, then mm-hmm. of course you can put that with your regular um, checking account. But if you're going to be starting like a legit business, an LLC, you're going to be selling products, you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know, taking it to the next level. You want to make sure that you have a business checking account and a business savings account, because again, you have to prepare yourself for quarterly taxes if it's going to be above the table. And also, you know, you have to start re- really considering if you have multiple people paying you you want to keep track of all these people that are paying you through different services you know you want to have one checking account where you can collect all of that income to really see how much money your side hustle is actually bringing in and then start organizing and dividing it accordingly you know, and I think this is a good point, like as we talk about these side hustles, because oftentimes people are delivering for Postmates or giving food or Uber. And, you know, being very cognizant of your gas expenditures, you know, the car maintenance, like you need to really break it down to figure out, am I making enough to cover my, you know, expenses that I'm racking up for this? And so it, it really is, a it's a job. Yes. And also seeing if your business is profitable. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times we do these businesses, but just starting it up is an investment. Mm -hmm. And you have to be very clear with that when it comes to your taxes as well. You know, they want to know how much your gas expenses were, how much you're investing into your business. If you had to buy a new computer or hire out um, freelancers to help you with your business, these Mm -hmm. are all tax deductible things. So you want to make sure you're documenting them accordingly and not complete, you know, commingling them with you going out to Starbucks and buying groceries for the house. When you're combining it, you know, it kind of takes away that liability that you have as a business owner versus just a regular individual. Okay. So my next question, when it comes to keeping our business and personal finances separate, how many bank accounts should someone have who should someone have number one? And is there any penalty to having too many bank accounts? 
Well, I was actually in the Clever Girl Finance book side hustle guide where, you know, there's a lot of great tips for people who are starting their their small business, uh, gig economy, whichever one it is. And one of the main things that I shared was that you want to make sure you have at least three bank accounts if you are self-employed, one checking account for your incoming and outcoming expenses, one savings account for your taxes. Like I said, it comes out on a quarterly basis and the IRS does not play any games. They want their money on time. And the last thing account could be for your uh, sinking fund to reinvest in your business. This is something that a lot of people want to do. They always say, I want to reinvest in my business. I want to buy, you know, a new mic. I want to buy, um, you know, things for my business to help me make more money, but they don't ever do it because, you know, life gets in the way they forget. And by having a sinking fund, this allows you to put money aside for those annual expenses or for fees that you might have to pay. I know if you have an LLC, you have to pay the, the LLC fee. And in California, it's like $800. So, you know, you got to have to save up for that, depending okay. on what state you're living in. So these are all little things that you have to start being a little bit more aware of, especially if you're going to be, you know, really taking this side gig to the next level. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together. We'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right. Okay. The sinking fund. I love the way that sounds. Um, Tell me more about this. So this is money that you sort of put aside. It's not your savings account because we're talking about your business accounts here, but um, it's basically how you can reinvest into your business. So you mentioned, okay, at some point I'm going to need to get an LLC. Um, What are some other things that I should think of to put into that particular pot? Also, a few things that this this is going to be a savings account, but it's going to be a business savings account. It's not going to be like a regular savings account under just your regular name. It's going to be under your business name, for example. A few other things that you might have to consider is, you know, the the annual membership for QuickBooks Mm. self-employment. So you can track and do all your accounting. If you have a CPA, um, you know, for my husband and me and our business, you know, we have programs that we have to pay for. Like, uh, I forgot what it's called right now. But, you know, every business has different expenses and that's the reality. You know, if you have a tech business, if you have a beauty business, you might need to buy new combs, new products and really, really invest in, you know, different things that are going to help you and your clientele grow. So I think it's important to, you know, save up for these things slowly. You don't have to burn out, you know, a thousand dollars for a new laptop if you can save a hundred dollars every single month and just make it a goal that you are going to be buying a new laptop. And again, it is going to be written off as a tax you know mm-hmm, benefit mm-hmm. but you you know the tax perk is not for free you still have to pay for it up front <laughs> and it's something that a lot of people forget and when you're running a small business it's really easy to um to get into debt to be honest yeah. with you so this is a kind of like a little cheat code to avoid getting into high interest credit card debt and I think that's such a great thing because oftentimes people will be like, I'm starting a business and, you know, I believe in myself and I've got to go hard and I'm making these investments into myself and to my business. And the narrative is, if you don't believe, who else will? But you've got to be very smart and sort of diligent in making sure that you don't overinvest for the return that you have. Yes, taking calculated risk. <laughs> Yeah, calculated risks. I love that. Because they would have to pay an overage in taxes. Can you talk about that? Is that is that a myth or is that true? I think sometimes our mindset of how we view taxes and making more money is kind of like a limited um, space. It's not really in a way of abundance. We have to realize when it comes to the tax code, our tax code is progressive. So the first 10000 is being taxed at a certain tax percentage, the next 10,000, another one. So that keeps on increasing. So if you're used to making, let's say $80,000 as a a nurse, Mm. and you're making 100,000, the next 20,000 is going to be taxed only at a different, at the higher tax rate. That's the one that people are like more concerned about. Yeah. But the other 80,000 
that's going to be taxed at your regular tax bracket that you're already used to. You're already comfortable with those numbers. But the other income that you're making, the increased bonuses, you know, working on the side, traveling nurses, things of that yeah. nature, when you're making more money, that's the amount of money that's going to be taxed at the next tax level. And it's not as dramatic as sometimes people make it seem. So I don't think that people should be worried about making more money. I would say be aware <laughs> that you have to, you know, pay more taxes because of this increase of income. But also start thinking about how can you benefit from this income? Can you push more money towards your 401k? And that right there reduces your income. And right now, you know, your 401k, you can put up to $20,000. So if you're like, you you know what? I don't want to pay extra taxes. Let me take this 20K that I, that I just made extra and put it towards my 401k and actually focus that money on helping me, you know, retire early or, you know, fund my future. So yes. I don't have to work for a hundred years. <laughs> oh, okay. So that is brilliant because I do think that oftentimes, especially in our community, people operate from this mindset of like lack or, you know, especially a lack of abundance. But there's many, many ways to get around that. And especially in the nursing community, we used to hear that all the time. Don't work too much. You know, you're racking in all this overtime, you're going to be overtaxed. And trust me, rich, rich people, they don't worry about being taxed in the way that we do. And it's just also being able to say, I'm going to put that money away, invest it and put it in my 401k so that make your money work for you. And that that's great advice. So get out there, do those overtime to shifts, like explore the gig economy, because the more money and the wiser you are with it, the more your money works for you. Exactly. And if you put that money to work for you instead of just spending it, you are going to reap the benefit of that money in the long run. And that's kind of like the whole point of money. You know, it's a tool yeah. to help us, you know, make our life a little bit less stressful in the future. And, you know, it that's is. why you work hard and you're young and, you know, enjoy the benefits when you get older. And again, you know, I just want you guys to leave and understand that, you know, sometimes these aren't all things that you can manage on your own. So seek out guidance, seek out counsel, find the right bookkeeper, find the right tax person to help you um, take advantage of all these of all these tax advantages. <laughs> exactly. Sirenese, can you tell us where folks can follow you on your on social media? Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Poise Finance and Lifestyle. I'm also on TikTok and YouTube. Thank you so much. All right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure you follow Sirenese on all her social media handles. Make sure you follow Bank Greenwood on its Instagram account, Twitter accounts, everywhere you can find us. And of course, if we helped you make your money move, please make sure to let us know by sending us a like, sharing the knowledge, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you tune in Monday through Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom that you so rightly deserve. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilbur Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.